Stay tuned. You're listening to Motor City Woman Radio. You are listening to Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith, founder of Fit Camp 360 Inc. and Detroit Fit Mob. Professionally Fit is dedicated to fit professionals who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. We delve into a host of issues, including fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, parenthood, relationships, and much more. Welcome to the show. show we've been on a two-week hiatus and I am so excited for you guys to join us in the new era that we move we're moving into here at the Motor City Women Radio Network so I mentioned two weeks ago that we would be introducing a co-host here on the show and today and going forward we have one of my closest friends Miss Jamila Struthers joining us here on the Professionally Fit, Fit Radio Network what's up I am so excited to be here. I can't even I can't even calm down. I've been thinking about it all day. So I don't want to say thanks for having me, but because you're going to be like, come on, we know each other better than that. Right. But thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. I um I was just thinking recently, like I just love the energy when we talk on our own and how much we vibe about and how we share all of the same pretty much values, especially when it comes to health and wellness. So why not? But then there's also some things that we kind of don't see eye to eye on. I thought it would be great to have our audience hear two different point of views and also get opinions from two different lifestyles because we're really totally different in our lifestyles. However, we both seem to make it work for us. So um, welcome to the show. And that is like literally the last formal piece of anything you would get from me. (laughs) Right. All right. Right. As if I didn't just see you yesterday. Um, So guys, uh, I'm just to tell you, you all know me. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of Fit Camp 360 Inc. and Detroit Fit Mob host here on the Professionally Fit radio show. And um, Jamila is one of my closest friends. We've been knowing each other forever. And, um, Today, we're going to delve into a couple of topics, and but first, we're going to introduce a new segment onto the Professionally Fit Show, but before we do, just a quick reminder that if you have any questions, comments, concerns, chime-ins, you can call here into the show really li- uh, live and uh, comment, questions, whatever you may have at 248-281-3113. Again, 248 281 3113. So feel free to call in and chime in here on the conversation because it's going to get really good today. Um, today we are delving into professionally fit parenthood and we're also going to uh, introduce our new segment called Wait What? And then we're going to conclude with um, the quote unquote cons of living a healthy lifestyle. Uh, Jamila brought up some great points this past weekend, so we thought we would bring it to the table and to the audience with you guys today. So, let's introduce this new segment. Okay, before we introduce the new segment, she's calling me Jamila, which is really awkward. I feel <laughs> super tense when I hear the word Jamila, like, are you my teacher or a classmate from junior high? Uh, I want everyone to know me as Jay. You may know me from Get Fit with Jay, and that's what I'm most comfortable with. So, let's dive into this Topic. Okay, so exciting. So yes, on Facebook, everyone, she is Get Fit with Jay. Um, and before we go, I was like, who is this lady? Why is she qualified to chime in on health and wellness? Well, Jamila is a certified, or excuse me, Jay, is a certified <laughs> personal trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and she has her own weight loss journey and her own journey to health. Um, that she owns, and she has absolutely no problem with sharing, and I can't wait to you, for you guys to hear some of her personal stories and her own personal journey um, as to why she delved into a healthy lifestyle, which is actually quite different from a lot of the reasons that other people may. So I can't wait for you guys to kind of hear her story. And um, we work together as well, often training clients, leading group fitness classes. She works with me very closely um, on the Detroit Fit Mob, which we have a mob coming up this month. September 25th, Detroit Fit Mob. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but we're not going to go to it right now, but just know www.detroitfitmob.com. Yep, absolutely. We'll make sure we give you guys all the announcements of the upcoming health and fitness things that we're getting into around the city and um, at the end of the show. But do you have any comments before we dive into wait what? No, I can't wait. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so this new segment, guys, uh, entitled Wait What, is all about introducing things that we see or hear throughout our week that makes us go, wait, what? 
know, so I was training a client this morning at like eight o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've seen like the memes on you know, social media and stuff yeah. where they talk about people who make like weird gym noises. Oh, oh yeah. You know, oh, so, yeah. you know, the grunting and, you know, sometimes Crazy. they can sound like simulated other activities, right? So I was training my client this morning. And I kind of noticed she had done this in past sessions, but it's just, like, really hit me this morning. I was, like, yeah. really tuned in. Because, you know, your clients make noises and things when they're uncomfortable, so you never right. really paid attention. And so we're training this morning. And so every time she will finish with a set. <laughs> sounds funny <laughs> Every time she will finish with a set, she would do the little blurb like a little kid. So she'd be like. <laughs> no. Yeah, every time. So it would be like. She'd be like, 18, 19. Was it with a certain exercise? 20. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Can I go on record saying I don't believe you? <laughs> <laughs> really? And so I'm looking at her like, wait, what? <laughs> Why are you making this? I've never, like, I've heard grunts. I've heard take people take big, yeah, you know, yeah. breaths of air. Like, I know how it is. You're in that set. You're right. lifting or you're finishing up, like, a hard run of cardio. And you, you know, you huff and puff or whatever. But it was just like. <laughs> that is hilarious. So I'm definitely gonna say, yeah, we can we can definitely mark that down for a wait. <laughs> wait, I'm like, I, what is this? I've weird? never heard it, and I hope that I never have to deal yeah. with it because that's pretty. Awkward. And more importantly, that you're never in a position where you gotta hold it together and not crack it up because <laughs> it's your client. Yeah, it's so not like it was just somebody else at the gym and I could stare. And you, just, you have I had to, to stay, stay professional, professional, and she made this awkward noise. So I don't know how many of you guys out there have you know weird tendencies when you work out but um it's hilarious yeah. <laughs> my way what is we were actually together on this one on the girls trip up north okay and you know we all shared the kitchen and we all saw what each other were eating and i tend to kind of um you know try not to make any commentary on on someone else's food because right. i know that sometimes when the trainer is around people tend to get a little timid or uncomfortable right however <laughs> I saw a piece of fried chicken drumsticks. Already fried. Okay. You know, do you? Right. It's fine. Right. And then I saw them put a slice of cheese on top of the drumstick and melt it. Wait. Why? <laughs> Just why? Why do people have to make <laughs> That happened. That happened. Hold on. Rewind the tape. A piece of cheese. Just melted, just a cheese on top of the chicken. Yes, but a fried drumstick. It just wasn't healthy enough. They, they had, they just had, like, yeah. you know what? I'm really not feeling my cholesterol shoot right no, up immediately. Let's, let's take it up. I need to yeah. turn it up a notch because why not? But who's gonna stop me? Oh, because I could walk out and get hit by a bus. So why not? Yeah, got it. Yeah, that happened. So I was really like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. a little ridiculous. It feels a little disrespectful, just in my face. Yeah. I try not to say nothing about the chicken. It's, but. it's funny you said it, because there is a fine line. Like, being a, a fitness professional, right, you yeah. tell people to be themselves around yeah. you and that you don't, you're like, like, no, 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 I swear, guys. I, you know, because I like to let my hair down, too. Yeah. Right? We, so we have our Sunday tea day, guys. You know, we try and have, you know, every Sunday or a couple times a month, you know, Jay and I, we get together. Sunday mornings, and we have tea, and we chat, and sometimes we have a dessert. So yesterday, we had a vegan cupcake. Yeah, two vegan cupcakes. Two vegan cupcakes. We shared two vegan cupcakes. They were so yummy. And so we, we the point being, we let our hair down, too. Yeah. You know, we don't just eat, like, kale and spinach. Not like a lot of people think you do. Exactly. Yeah. We like to have a good time, but there's a line. There's a, a fine line. That must be drawn. Has to be. <laughs> In the sake of my good personal training name, you must not put cheese on your fried chicken in front of me because it is now my duty to step in and say, hey, wait a minute. And I didn't want to, I wanted to enjoy my day, <laughs> but now I got to switch hats <laughs> and go into trainer mode. Saving your life. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. I guess it's not like no days off, really. No days off don't just go for training. It goes for. It's funny that you, we were just discussing that at T, how that comes along with the territory. Yep. When you're training, you always say, well, you know, I'm not training right now. Do what you want. But people automatically come to you and um, want your opinion, want your advice, or think you're watching what they eat. And exactly. that's just something that we've had to learn to accept. Yep. It, it is. It is. It's part of the job. So, you know, um, I guess.
that's the takeaway here is refrain from putting cheese on your fried chicken around yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, period, if you can, but yeah. especially not in front of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's selfish or not. Just for me, don't put cheese on your, your chicken. Don't. So, guys, <laughs> if you get nothing else out of today's show, don't yeah. melt cheese on top of your fried chicken chunks. And just try not to blow bubbles at the ends of everything. I mean. Pretty good. I feel like that's fair. All right, I don't think we asked it too much. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Let's on. move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys have a wait what or anything you'd like to say, say feel free to tag us and um, hashtag wait what on social media, Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, and we'll share them here on the show. Um, so let's move into something a little more serious. So before we dive, we're going to dive into professionally fit parenting. I thought yeah, it was interesting because we were starting the school year mm-hmm. and children back to school, parents getting back into the routine of things. And um, I wanted to get your take on how easy or difficult it is for you to continue to maintain the quality of health of your kids' life because I know you're very involved with your children and you're very tuned in to what they consume, to their activity levels, and how that how you work that into the school year. Um and before we do, just tell the audience quickly, you know, what your family life and what your background is. So I have a ten year old daughter and I have a seven year old son. I'm also married. I work a nine to five. I have clients before I go to work. I have clients when I get off of work. Mm-hmm. I also train in the middle of the day myself while I'm at work. I have a gym around the corner, and then I still um, I do coaching. And what's interesting is that I just started this thing at my job. I, I didn't even get a chance to tell you what people just walk up to my desk now like, hey, I heard you were a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I am a trainer, and you know, and I love that because it's no, it's no stipulations. I can't say, well, you, you know, this session is. I can just dive right in, right, it right then and there, and help you on the spot. You don't have to sign any documentation, or I'm not going to email you. I'm not going to, you know, have a com- confirm at this time. I'm, you know, I'm just going to try to help. There's no business side of it. No business. You can just dive into so what you, you love. Can relax, and I can relax. Yes, and it's just, it's really cool, and that happened today. You know, I had a. A thirty-minute consultation on health that I didn't even see coming, but <laughs> but you know that's that's my life Monday through uh, Monday through Sunday. Okay. Um, other than Saturday, I have Saturday off. I don't have any clients, and normally I don't work. Okay. So yeah, going into that, as far as you know, lunch and physical activity through the school year, it's a matter of knowing that's what I want and making it. And I hate to say this because it's kind of overused in the social media world. Make it a priority. Right. Make time for it. Right. It's, it's become a cliche. Yeah. And as I said before, cliches are the realest thing you'll ever hear. Here, but they're devalued because they're cliche. Exactly. But it, it, that's what it is. You have to make time for it. You have to make it a priority. I uh, buy my kids things that I don't necessarily know if they will even eat. <laughs> but I'm not going to give you anything else chance to say, well, I'm going to eat the sour patches and I'm not going to eat the bananas. You don't make those bad things I don't give you an option. I don't give you an option. I will find out what you like out of the healthy things that I buy, and then I will pack your lunch with that. So, for instance, I've learned that my kids don't eat bananas at school. I stop packing them. What do you like more? Okay, you like grapefruit. You like oranges. Got it. That's in there. Okay, you like crackers. Okay, I'm going to get you the whole grain crackers. You don't like the thick kind. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to get you the thinner kind. And I just, I do what's healthy, but I, I align it with what they like. I don't want them to hate it, but I'm never going to give you the option of eating a Reese's peanut butter cup versus a, um, you know, fruit. Right. Because I know what you're going to do. You're a child. Right. You're going to do that. But how I keep them from resenting me for it is that I do let my hair down and I l- let them go to parties and eat cake. Their dad will take them out for ice cream. I can't watch. I don't go. <laughs> I don't go for ice cream usually. That's their kind of like their thing. Okay. If they go out for ice cream with me, it'd have to be the healthy um, vegan yeah, dairy ice cream. Dairy free ice cream. Yeah. And we can't always just spend thirty, forty dollars on ice cream. Right. So he'll he'll take them, which I don't really love. But since it's so infrequent. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let it go right. for that. And it's a, I think one of the words that's also overused is um, balance. Moderation. Moderation. Yeah. Or it's a treat. 
Right. But if you're treating them every single weekend, it's actually just part of the regular routine. That's part of their life. You know, because I've had a lot of clients say to me, like, well, my house pizza is Friday nights. You know, pizza, we do pizza on Friday nights. That's pizza night. And it's like for it to be a treat or for it to be like, because your kids get excited embarrassingly yeah because it's not part of their regular routine you don't keep it in your household and i think so one of the things that now just as a disclaimer most people already know this but as a disclaimer for those of you who don't know i don't have children right and so this is all coming from my opinions i have a lot of kids who have children and i have i have a lot of friends who have children excuse me and i have a lot of friends who raise their kids totally different yeah you know, like I have you and then I have other friends who are totally different, right? And so, and then I have my idea of how I would raise my right, own. Right. So, I mean, just as a disclaimer, I don't have kids. But from my point of view and from what I've observed is that um, when you, when you, you make, you give your children options out of the healthy options, yeah. right? And so when clients say to me, um, well, I buy the, these sugary cereals or I buy these frozen foods for, for my kids. Yeah. These are for the kids. I went oh. over a friend's house who, like, a, one, I used to train a friend, so we would still hang out as friends, too. So I was over her house, so she was a client as a, and a friend, and she's, like, going through the covers looking for something, and there was, like, box pies and cakes, and she's like, Lisa, don't pay attention to this. That's for the kids. And yeah. I'm just like, well... The kids are going to turn into adults. So what makes you think you're not training their bodies now to crave that sugar and salt and um, synthetic foods? And so what I would hope that we would understand would be that kids and everything get get addicted to these things just like we do. And then we get upset when that's all they want. So when we get in the mood to feed them healthy stuff and they want McDonald's instead, we get upset with them. All he wants is McDonald's. All he wants is candy and sweets. Well, since a a young child, infancy, we addict our kids to these things. Right. And to me, I want to use the analogy of sports. If you want your kid to be a Olympian when they they get older, you're not going to wait till they get older and say, hey, okay, there you go. Try to be an Olympian. You're going to train them up for that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to health and wellness, for some reason, people think they can just give them junk. And then you're an adult now. Go out there and be, be great and healthy. Or oh. you took them to the doctor and the doctor said they were overweight or they started getting teased in school for something. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's time to crack down. And I'm not going to say it's too late. But if you would have worked on uh, prevention, mm-hmm. then it would be a lot easier for you and the child. Absolutely. For you and the child. Absolutely. What's interesting to me is I was asking my nephew, who is now in high school, mm-hmm. he was in the eighth grade, I believe, at the time. No, ninth grade. He's in tenth grade now. And I said, do people still, do kids still tease kids for being overweight? Because that's what they used to do when I was a kid. And he said, no. It's so, like, it's so average. Like, why would Everybody's they do that? overweight. Why would they do that? That's like teas- teasing a kid because he got to ride to school. Like, or wow. took the bus. Like, wow. no, it's typical. You don't tease kids for something that you see everywhere. And it's probably the opposite now. You probably, they're probably teasing kids for being small versus, yeah. and, and they're actually a healthy weight. But, yeah. you know, we see extra weight as the norm. And that's funny. You said that one of my clients, she has a daughter who plays softball. And she was telling me she was at a softball game and she was just looking at all the kids on the field and she was like every single kid was overweight wow she was like lisa i couldn't believe it she's she like my daughter included all of them yeah we're like you know chunky and heavy and it's like literally the no she was like nobody was in shape like there she was like and i was same thing you just said that she's like i was talking to my daughter about it and, and she was like no nobody we don't get teased for being overweight because we're all overweight and so that makes it more okay just how right. you know my irritation with people always crying out how they're broke yeah but every nobody has money and so yeah. nobody's ashamed yeah. of it. Yeah. and i'm like why would you be proud that you don't yeah. have it not right now yeah, right but you know what i want to say on the flip side of that my kids are on the thin side and a lot of parents who have children on the thin side mm-hmm. they get they get uh, relaxed too I don't get relaxed because my kids are thin. Mm-hmm. You 
they need to eat healthy just like a kid that's overweight. Absolutely. They need to get in practice just like the kids who are overweight. They need to have activities just like the kids are overweight. And um, just to delve back into what you were saying about physical activity, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've got them kind of like programmed to expect when you do things with mommy, it's going to be something where you are getting some exercise. Yesterday we went skating. They uh, go outside and play basketball. As mm-hmm. soon as I got home the other day, my daughter was waiting for me at the door with her skates on. And not only was she waiting for me with her skates on, she expected me to jog beside her while she was <laughs> skating. I was like, I just got off of work. But I, I, you know, I taught her that, you know, physical activity is important. So I went right in the house, put on my gym shoes, and I jogged while she rollerbladed. Right. And I just made it part of their life. It's nothing new. It's nothing they dread because it's something that they've always done. Right. Something I've always felt. Right. It's now, it's not a chore. It's just, hey, we're active with mommy. We know we're going to go out yeah. and be active. And, and most kids actually enjoy being active. They do. You know, and I was just, I was recently heard a statistic about, like, childhood diabetes and how, yeah. like, in the early 1980s, it didn't even exist. Yes. And I'm talking about zero, okay? I'm like, it wasn't yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. And just, now, yeah, 20 years later, yeah. it's running so rampant. Right. Yeah. Childhood obesity, childhood diabetes. Like, guys, this is not. Blood pressure in children. That's crazy. Cancer is on the rise in children. Yes. And I refuse, I absolutely refuse to believe the excuse of it runs in our family. Oh, oh, okay. We'll have time to delve into that. Why not? Why not? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. I ran across some information so interesting. So, they did a study on paternal twins and identical twins. Okay. And it was about genetics, and it was about that that age-old excuse. It runs in my family. So, they wanted to test that theory. You know, because it was generation after generation after generation with diabetes, with hypertension, in the families. So they did a study on the twins that were that stayed in the family versus the twins who were adopted out. The twins that stayed in the family had the quote-unquote genetic problem. The, the twin that was adopted mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. into a healthy family with totally different lifestyle choices and totally different habits, didn't even, never heard of it. Never even heard of it. Isn't that amazing? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. It's because we, <laughs> Not at all. We, said we love making excuses love for stuff. We love just yeah. creating these reasons as to why I can't. We love creating these limits on ourselves. Well, it runs in my family. Everybody does it. You know, high blood pressure, diabetes, or my favorite one, I'm older, you know. I'm like, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Like, when no one wants to take responsibility and own their lifestyle choices. Yeah. And more importantly, guys, it's really important. Like, even as adults, you you decide to take control of your health and you want you hire a trainer and you start paying closer attention to your nutrition. That should go to, for your family as well, not just you. Yeah. I have so yeah. many people who just want, they're working on themselves, but they'll continue to stop at McDonald's for the kids. True. You know, and I'm not saying they should never have those things, but don't think it's okay for them because they're not overweight. Oh, don't think it's okay for them because they're not on any medication, right? You're definitely creating the environment for that to happen. You know, illnesses thrive in acidic environments, and when you feed your family all of those um, trans fats, processed foods, fast foods, pre-seasoned, pre-cooked foods, when you're eating most of your meals through a drive-thru window, you're creating an acidic environment in your intestines. And that is where, acidic environments is where cancer thrives by far. And so you absolutely have to, have to be conscious on not just an individual level, but on a familial level on what that looks like because you don't want your child to grow up, you know, going through what you're going through, whether it be health issues, low self-esteem, confidence issues, or whatever. Right or mediocrity. A lot of people think, "Well, I feel fine when she's not talking to me," but you don't know how great you can feel if you if you strive for more. Exactly. So just you know, try to progress your health. If you feel fine, feel better, feel great, feel excellent. You know, feel optimal. Feel feel the best you've ever felt. Yep. And then you can say, you know, I don't need to do this now. But until you've done all that you can do, you don't know. Yep. And you don't have to start 
gung-ho. Like, you don't have to do a complete (laughs) Right. Don't think you have to go home and dump, you know, the entire cupboard and refrigerator out, but just do small changes because, like, transition your children over to dairy-free products. Then you trick them at first and pour, like, all the milk into the regular milk (laughs) jug or something. I wouldn't let them see the – I wouldn't (laughs) let them go in the refrigerator to get (laughs) – It was so much trick. It was so much. And when my daughter finally said something, she knew all along. I thought I was tricking my I was tricking myself, but I was never tricking her. She just accepted it. Wow. So but cheese is a this is a whole nother ball game. Cheese has been that's a addiction for amongst many. Mm-hmm. And trying to get my kids off of cheese has been challenging. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I continue to be challenged, but what I've done is reduce it about eighty five percent. Wow. Yeah, so just a little bit of yeah, time, just like we did with ourselves. Exactly. You know, we got cheese has traces of opiates in it, so it does have, um, chemically it has addictive qualities, and so cheese is actually one of the hardest pe- things for people to give up. And if anybody's listening, like, wait, why should I give up cheese? Why is cheese unhealthy? I mean, we'll probably do a whole show on dairy, but um, in in the short, dairy is made for infancy only. You know, and you should not be consuming dairy that's produced by another mammal. So humans, when women become pregnant, their breasts produce milk, and, and that's only up until a certain age of the child. And that's not a mistake. You know, Mother Nature didn't make any mistakes. That's why you don't continue to produce milk, while, you know, into adulthood of your child. It's simply because they only need, need it in infancy to grow the enzyme that's in your body that helps you digest milk or lactose is actually only there until about the age of four and then 90% of that enzyme is gone which is why most adults are lactose intolerant we'll get into science yeah. another time yeah. <laughs> but you know because people always wonder like why can't I have cheese besides it being fattening and processed there's literally science behind it there's, there's tons of research yeah. tons of books tons of literature suggesting that um, it's not good for you the way that they suggest but like you said that's a whole other so, childhood obesity, um, you know, is running rampant, but I hope we gave some people some tips today that would help them move into a better direction with their family and their familial, yes. familial habits. True indeed, true indeed. I also forgot to say one thing I'm going to staple I put in my children's lunch is either whole grain peanut butter and jelly sandwich, 100% peanut butter, and a, um, like, for lack of a better description, smushed fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of jelly, they sell it smushed fruit, and you can spread that on like jam. Wait, you smush it yourself? Or no, I buy it. I buy it. It's just like jam, but it's it's not the whole. It actually says smushed fruit. No, I couldn't think. What is it? <laughs> it's not. They don't call it jam, and they don't call it. <laughs> they don't call it jelly. <laughs> so you call it smushed no, fruit. What else is it? They smushed the strawberries. <laughs> but it's just whole strawberries in the smush. In the hook. Go ahead. You're my little secret 
And that's how we should keep it It's on everybody's mind About you and I They think so But they don't really know Or want to know That you're my little secret And that's how we should keep it We should never let them know Never let it show If you know, like I know We should never let it go you lead a more fulfilling life. Good evening, Fit Family. You are listening to Professionally Fit on the Motor City Woman Radio Network. We are here, first show at our new time, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. with our new co-host, Jay. That's me, a.k.a. Get Fit with Jay. And so in our first segment, we just wrapped up a segment about um, Professionally Fit Parenting and some tips on how to begin to transition your not just yourself, but your household, your family, uh, into uh, a healthy lifestyle and healthy habits. And Jay ended talking about smash fruit. Shout out smush. to smash. Smush. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want anyone to go looking for smash. It's actually smush. <laughs> it's actually smush. That, that vowel can make a, a mysterious difference. It can. So, <laughs> so on, on our second piece here, we're going to talk about, and I'm really excited about this segment, the quote-unquote cons of living a health-conscious lifestyle. And we have a laundry list of yes, things we that do. we've heard um, people say. We may have used some of them ourselves <laughs> definitely. Ooh, definitely. Um, throughout our fit journey. And so we want to diminish and crush, excuse me, we're going to smush those myths Why that? That's the word of the day. We're smushing those myths and um, hopefully get your mind right about you know you being able to do this because you can't it is hard in the beginning guys but it's necessary and I wish that more people would make their health non-negotiable as, as do I as you know do I. because it's so it's so optional for people yes it is as if they get a second shot but see this is the thing we we have to always remember is that they're like second shot at what I'm nailing this thing I'm alive is alive, you know, right, and unless you're taught, unless you have a role model or an example of, no, you can be, you can have optimal health, you can thrive, you can thrive, Mm -hmm. it's really not a thing, so we're looking like, wait a minute, don't you mean she's every day, and they're like, but I haven't been diagnosed with anything, what what are you talking about, so that the whole mindset thing of thinking you're healthy because you haven't been diagnosed is one of the things that we always try to tackle, but I don't think we're, we, we're quite hitting the mark when we try to drive that point home. Agreed. Absolutely, 100%. So let's go off the list. Give us give us one. Give me one. Let's go with, let's go with the smartest of the excuses. Remember the interview that we, we, we listened to and they said the, the most, the, most uh, the smartest people use that excuse. 
most intelligent people you've ever seen. Because there's really no way to disprove it. I can't tell you you have the time. I can't tell you what you have. You could be getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning and being busy from 2 o'clock in the morning to, to, you know, 2 o'clock the next one. I don't know. So they said the most intelligent individuals usually use that excuse. I don't have time. I don't have time. Because how can, how can another person disprove that? Right. So usually that's the, that's the most used use excuse. Absolutely. I don't have time. I don't have time. So let's, let's dive into that. It's so funny. So right now, you know, I'm like major huge on self-development, right? So yeah. right now I'm going through this 21-day self-discipline course. And it's so funny because just yesterday, um, it was day seven, and it was about making time. <laughs> That's exactly what it was about. And um, I had to come to this on my own, like learn very quickly, especially with being an entrepreneur and everything I do, I had to learn very quickly the importance of creating times for things that were non-negotiable for me. Exactly. And so I think when people say they don't, they don't have time, they fail to self-assess. Let's hear it. Let's <laughs> dive right into it. I really believe they fail to self-assess because if you really... Um, I just completed a course that um, I put together, and in this course, I, I created a six-week course called Plant-Based Plus, helping people transition to a plant-based diet, and in one of our weeks, we talk about managing time, so I have this worksheet in there where you write down how many hours or minutes you spend doing each activity, and so I listed, like, the most common activities on there, and you just, you know, make a note of how much you spend, like, take an inventory of your day, and so how much time do you spend watching TV, scrolling on social media, showering, cooking, working, you know, talking on the phone, chatting. And I think, and I did this activity for myself as well. And a lot of times it's a huge eye opener because we often interchange, I don't have time with, it's not a priority. And I think one of the things, if we were to sit down and be completely honest with ourselves, we'll realize that, oh, I do have time. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to go here with that. I, I thought you were going to say it's just not important enough. No, I just don't want to. I don't, I don't feel like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it. I don't I don't feel like being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I have clients who hate sweating. You know, um, it's too much energy to cook. Yeah, I don't want. Enough. So it let, yeah. I, I challenge everyone just this week, the, just this week, every single thing that comes up in your day, that you say you don't have time for, I challenge you to just say, I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. How many times Ooh. do you say that? And then how much of it is something that you really need to do? Right, right, exactly. So one of the things that I was discussing in my random uh, coaching session today <laughs> was you know what your day consists of. Remember when I was telling you excuses when people say, you know, um, I'm late because I have to drop That's one of my most favorite things you've ever said. I don't even know what I just said. Repeat it for me one more time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when people say they don't know, you you know what your day and your week is going to consist of. Very few surprises. It's not, you're not surprised that you had to work today. You're not surprised you had to drop the kids off. You're not surprised that you had to pick your husband up from work. So when you know your schedule, look at it and say, where am I going to insert that me time, that health time, that, that time that I say I don't have time for? Where, where are you going to insert that in your schedule? Because you know your schedule better than anyone else. So during my coaching call, I mean my coaching today at work, I told I told her that about me going around the corner and getting a membership. I self-assessed, just like you said. Mm-hmm. I, I, I realized I'm not this 4.30 workout in the morning person. I am a 4.30, 5.30 meditating person. I'm not a get up and sweat person. And when I get off, that's family and client time. So... I didn't say, well, I don't have time. I, I emailed the, the higher up. I said, I'm going to have to figure out how to maximize this day while I'm here. I'm going to work out while I'm here. I, didn't, I made it a non-negotiable even when I spoke with them. I didn't say, can I? I'm going to work out. Ask for permission. I did not ask for permission. Oh, no, that's happening. I'm going to work out. It's going to take me over an hour. I realized that, too. I thought it just took an hour, but when I factored in the elevator, going down, coming up, waiting sometimes, mm-hmm. I need more than an hour. So now I need an hour and 15 minutes, and that's going to happen. So I went around the corner. I got a membership, and then I got the schedule for when they're open. I got the schedule for when my job needed me the most, and I go around the corner every single day during my lunch, and 
I work out, I take a shower, and I come back to work. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. I made time. You made time. And that's what it is. Like, so don't say, and, and even you and I were talking about, or because you know how big I am on the entrepreneur thing, um, health is a value system. And so don't tell me about how you have this nine to five that you hate and you don't have time to work on your dream job or this business that you want right. to start. Don't right. tell me you're not as far as you want to be in your own company because you have this nine to five and you have a family. Because I remember when you first started your nine to five, you're like, on my lunch, mm-hmm. I'm going to be researching. I'm, I'm going to be sewing. Right. I'm, I'm not going to be chit-chatting with coworkers. I'm not going to be, yeah. you know, just hanging out. I'm going to maximize every minute of my day. Right. And so for things that are um, serious to you and that you are dead on serious about accomplishment, accomplishing, you'll never make an excuse for. You're going to use every break you have on that nine to five to work on, you know, it's this thing called slivers of time. And I don't know if people know this, but usually like, so a sliver of time will be you're at the bank and there's a line. So you're standing in line, just waiting. That's a sliver of time. Okay. Right. Or, um, you're at the doctor's office for something. That's a sliver of time. Right. So what do most people use their slivers of time to do? Social media. 100%. 100%. But since I decided I was going to med school, on my slivers of time, I'll whip on my phone and Google, you know, pre-med schools and look up, you know, what's the best programs in the state of Michigan that I want to take. I use my slivers of time to be productive. We always think we don't have time. And then not only that, one of the – things people need to realize and that I even had to learn on my journey is that a workout doesn't have to be 60 minutes. You know, I introduced a 15 minute workout to a lot of our clients in our company because people, you know, and then that sounds more doable, right? It's, it's, you know, it's just a mind thing. So if I say, come on, give me 15 minutes a day, just 15 minutes a day. And they're like, okay, I can do 15 minutes. I can find 15 minutes. And you really can. I remember in China on Wednesdays, that will be our longest teaching day. And so I would do 10 squats. I would oh, stand I up and do that. 10 squats every challenge. hour. Yeah. 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 And at the end of the day, I had done over 100 squats. I used my slivers of time to be productive versus complaining about not having a block. Just like our push-up challenge we just did. We just did this weekend. We just did it. And as soon as you guys text me with, do 100 push-ups today. I was like, wait, what? Because I was literally finishing your workout. No, I was like slammed with work. I had been in front of my laptop for like hours. I had did my workout early that morning. And I'm like, I don't have time to do no push-ups. Like crazy, you know? (laughs) But you use your slivers of time to be productive. Yep. So scrap that excuse. Go ahead and just throw it away. Boom. What's next? All right. The next one, let's go into no motivation. Mm. Because that's something that I deal with. Mm, I deal. I deal with that quite frequently now that I started my nine to five. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. When it comes to no motivation, that's the problem with itself. Stop lying on motivation. Lie on your goals. Lie on your why. Lie on what you told yourself you could do. And just like I was telling another young lady earlier, did you even think about what, how you wanted to treat your body today? Did, was that did that even cross your mind how you wanted to? exercise or how you wanted to eat. I thought it amazed me how people come to work empty-handed all the time. Not only empty-handed, they, they don't even know where they're going to eat, for, where my co-worker's going, or where, you know, what's most convenient for them. Didn't plan for greatness. Didn't plan for greatness. Yeah, you didn't even think about it the day before. So motivation just doesn't, preparation, victory phases disappear. It doesn't, you don't always have to rely on motivation. I rely on habit. Habit gets me to where I need to be. A thousand percent. A thousand. A thousand percent. You are so right. So I was uh, coaching one of my clients. I had a coaching call on uh, Thursday, and that's the exact thing we talked about. You know, he was like, he said, I've stabilized at about 223, uh, and I can't seem to get past 223. And he had kind of fell off a little bit on his eating and hadn't been as consistent with his workouts. And his work days have been like over 13 hours because he's been slammed. They lost a couple managers. And so he's been slammed. And so he was lacking motivation. And I was like, oh, motivation has nothing to do with this. I'm sorry you thought that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let me, let me just insert the real, right? I was like, no, what pushes you to your goals and what pushes you past your goals is discipline, not motivation. Yeah. 
honey, if I relied on motivation to work out, to eat right, to show up, to perform, to reply to emails when I say I'm going to go to the media, I'd be so mediocre. Motivation? Nah. Nah. Hold on. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I just bought a new bottle of wine. I ain't motivated to type up this report or or build this new workout plan for this client. Right. No, it's discipline. You know, and for me, I'm going to add something to it. It's discipline and integrity because I do what I say I'm going to do. And your reputation always precedes you. And don't create and information that helps you lead a more fulfilling life. Good evening, Fit family. Welcome back to Professionally Fit here on the Motor City Women Radio Network. We are live at our new time with our new co-host, Get Fit with Jay, a.k.a. Jay, a.k.a. Jamila Struthers. We'll be here every Monday at 6.30 p.m. So we were finishing up the last segment with, um, we were finishing up the last segment with the quote-unquote cons of living a healthy lifestyle and we went through not being motivated and not having time and so we're going to go with one more which is usually like super common that we hear all the time about why someone can't work out um and what is it this is the con of having injury so this is one that's pretty valid actually and i can completely understand when it comes to your lack of motivation and wanting to work out when you're injured, when your back is hurting, if you have a knee injury. I had someone who was in a car accident. She had a broken clavicle before, so she couldn't do certain exercises because that 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 was going to be a problem for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things heal, but they never go back to the way they were. Certain things, mm-hmm. you know, such as like a back surgery or a knee surgery. Mm-hmm. So when we tell people to do squats, it's like, wait a minute, you know, I knee, I have bad knee, right? right? We tell people to do certain exercises and say, wait a minute, I had a back injury. They don't, they're kind of afraid and fearful because mm-hmm. they don't want to re-injure, they don't want to re-injure themselves. I had a client once who, uh, every time she did anything in rotation on her foot, 
her foot just felt like it was about to fall off. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to do a push-up. She didn't want to put any pressure on that foot. On that foot. Right. And I can understand that until you do a plank. And she's like, no, push-up, no, mm-hmm. nothing. Right. So that was a very limited client, but we had to figure out something to do. Yeah. Now, note that I said we had to figure out something to do. And that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. It's injuries don't mean you're off the hook. Right. Injuries don't, that's not a permission slip to just relax and say, I'm injured. I guess y'all go ahead and handle it. I'm a, I'll be waiting back here. No. You go out and you do what you can do. There is one, to today's society, we're so lucky for having that instant access to information. Mm-hmm. We can go right online and, and get all the information we need. So as of recently, maybe about four weeks ago, I injured my back. I was uh, I made the wrong turn on the Smith machine. For for you guys who don't know what the Smith machine is, it's getting under a, a rack at the gym and you put weights on your back with the bar and you squat down with them sometimes. So some people do chest press, but I was doing squats with the weight on my back and I twisted my body and and so much pain when I stopped. I didn't feel it when I was doing it, but when I stopped, my back it just completely went out and my back has been injured since then. But I didn't stop working out, of course. Right. <laughs> I've come too far. Right. I can't stop working out. But what I have done is I started doing more sprints. I started squatting without any weights on my back, doing more squats. Mm-hmm. I started doing things that didn't involve me um, putting my back in, any, in a compromised position. I started finding alternative ways to exercise versus the way I was doing before. So while I was recovering, at the same time, I was still getting my physical fitness done every single day. Absolutely. And one last thing I'll add to the injury excuse. And, yes, I, it is an excuse. Um, but one thing I will add to that, to suggestions, is be diverse in your workouts. Don't think that because you can't do what you used to do that you can't do anything. So now maybe something a little more low impact is a better fit for you. Maybe yeah. now you need to move into yoga or Pilates um, or, you know, you need to, and most importantly, and this was a big one, maybe it's time for you to get help. Yeah. Don't try and do it on your own. Maybe you need to be in physical therapy because they have a lot of different exercises that allow you to move in certain ways and can teach you about your body and your anatomy. Maybe you need to get a personal trainer. And most important, if you are suffering from an injury or something that is really preventing you from doing anything, that doesn't mean your health has to diminish because you're always in control of your diet. So, so don't think just because right now you're physically unable to do any physical activity that you you should actually go harder on eating clean you know to make sure and and eating on a regular basis and eating clean to make sure that you aren't damaging your metabolism by not being able to move physically guys so an injury doesn't necessarily have to be excused have you done the research have you explored other ways that you can work out outside of the ways that you were used to maybe you're just a walker now you can't run you can't lift you can't do crossfit you can't box like you used to this is for men and women you know but maybe you can walk now you know don't be ashamed about it because if it is a core value to you you'll find a way a hundred percent um, final thing I'll say, just like my trainer Tiffany at Fit Camp 360, when she was diagnosed with arthritis in her hand, meaning, you know, putting pressure on her hand when she had a flare up was excruciatingly painful. She just did, she worked her lower body. She didn't do push ups for a while. Maybe she couldn't physically wrap her hand around a weight, but she did body weight things. She did not let arthritis stop her from pursuing her greatness and pursuing her love and passion for health. So if it's part of your core values, you won't make an excuse. You'll make a way. That is so true. Okay. So I think it's been a good show. What do you think? I'm thinking coming back to pick it up. I'm going to keep you around. I mean, we'll see. Uh, so I can breathe? You can breathe. You can. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I just hope I doubt it. I don't know if you might come up as a friend. Oh, hold this, this Totally doubt it. I, um, I hope, guys, you got something out of this today when it comes to your family and your children. Make health a priority in your household, not just in your own life. Make health a priority in your household, not just in your own life. Health is and wellness is a learned behavior. It's not something that you should expect someone to know or to understand. Don't get upset with your children for always wanting sugar if that's all you've ever given them. Um, so it, it's a learned behavior. And you are 
deciding or making a decision on whether or not to work out or eat, right? Really self-assess, you know, check in with yourself. Am I making an excuse? You know, is this something I can really do? Do I really not have the time or is it not a priority? Or am I too tired? Uh, like I like to tell a lot of people, and it sounds so obnoxious, is, well, why don't you, since you're tired already, you might as well work out. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you know what? Earn, but earn that's the that best job. workouts when earn you don't feel like it. You're yeah. already tired anyway, so you might as well work out and, and, and earn that title of being tired. Absolutely. You're tired right now, and you really haven't physically, <laughs> physically, I'm not going to say you haven't done much, but you haven't physically done much. Yeah. So after I work out, then I'm really like, you know, I just had to shower and I'm, I'm done. Absolutely. I'm done. And don't underestimate the uh, importance of every little bit counts. If 50, if you're a beginner and you're going from absolutely not doing anything to just now starting and you, you're feeling overwhelmed or you're watching social media and watching everybody else and feeling like you should be doing what everybody else is doing, stop it. Literally cut your phone off. I've started cutting my phone off for a couple of hours out of the day every day um, just to talk to myself out and focus on what really needs to be focused on. But don't underestimate the importance of every little bit counts. So 15 minutes is huge. 15 minutes a day is huge for someone who's doing nothing. You know what I mean? Now, if you're already doing something, don't just stop at 15 minutes like Lisa said. <laughs> right. All I got is back. No. If you've been hitting a good 45, 30-minute workout. Right. Talk about the rules of fitness. Right, <laughs> right. Don't, don't you? I had a client who did that when I introduced the um, 15 minute a day, 30 day challenge at our company. <laughs> I haven't joined her for about six, seven months. She was getting an hour in. She texted me like, I love these 15 minute workouts. I'm like, I hope you're doing four of them. Like, what? Right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> who told you? <laughs> you <Right. yes. laughs> You were just feeling around your desk like, did I have a permission slip? Right. <laughs> how do you get permission on that? <laughs> and then I'll cut me a month later like, I haven't. My weight hasn't. I say, you. Okay, <laughs> never mind. You went trouble. You, 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 right. you went trouble. Um, so, guys, next week, I can't wait. Be sure to set your calendar, set your alarm, set a reminder every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Myself and Jay will be here with new topics from fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, parenting, business. Um, and so I'm so excited to have you on the show, Jay. I look forward to our growth and everything that we're going to accomplish and the lives we're going to change. Nope, too cheesy. You said we weren't going to act like we just met each other. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And so here on the Professionally Fit Radio Network, guys, we have an amazing week coming up for you. As I mentioned before, the radio, um, the Motor City Women Radio Network is growing like it's like crazy. And uh, so be sure to tune in and check our website for future shows. On Tuesday and Thursday, we have Tiffany at 12 p.m. And she has a new show host as well. So that should be exciting. And then on Wednesday and Friday, we have Miss Monet Ross at 4 p.m. Saturdays at 1 p.m. we have Classy. And at 2 p.m. we have a special session with the Spoken Word Show. Saturday at 2. That should be exciting. I love Spoken Word. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Thursdays at 7 p.m. we have Krista. So make sure if you... Don't remember all of these show times to tune into the website or go onto the website at MotorCityWoman.com and set your alarms, set your um, and set your alarms. Excuse me, and be sure to tune in to tune into all the wonderful women we have on this Women Empowerment Network. If you need to go back and reference any information from this episode, we'll be definitely posting it on FitCamp360.com, so you'll be able to go back and listen copy, write down, tune in, whatever, remind yourself of all the wonderful nuggets that Jay and I dropped today. So again, that's fitcamp360.com and that'll be up within the next 24 hours if you need to listen back to the show. Uh, what do we have in the plan? What are we going to talk about next week? Uh, we can go ahead and get that tune as we get that time. We had about two minutes, <laughs> but we might as well start brainstorming right now on the air. There's <laughs> so many things that we and discuss and we're so passionate about and we try to be mindful of the time mm-hmm. you know because we can literally talk for about I, I really sat there and thought about how long I could talk about health and wellness and I think I could live if I didn't eat sleep I could go on for days <laughs> it'll be a week later and I'll still be sitting here <laughs> another episode of professionally fit <laughs> I think there's one of the things we're going to talk about next week actually is sleep I mean I'm going to wrap wrap that into mindfulness and meditation as well. Um, oh, I think 
one of the most underappreciated segments or components, should I say, of a healthy lifestyle. And sometimes we overdo it and give ourselves too much credit for being able to go, go, go. And it's really important to shut down. And also the power of it. Like you said, you said, like you do not have to persevere. Our lives are City Woman Radio.